0: Oh, video games. From the day we met, it was love at first sight. I loved pushing your buttons, blowing your cartridge, and turning you on. Nah, it's not working out. I want us to see other consoles. Welcome, one, and welcome all to Save Game. A Retro Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the great games of yesteryear. Today I'm going to be talking about a few video games I've come across in my lifetime that for some reason or another, I just couldn't finish. You know the type. A lack of save checkpoints, insane difficulty, or bad controls those games that just make you throw down the controller in a rage and make you feel like you've wasted your life. So let's dive straight in. My first experience of the game Michael Jackson's Moonwalker was on holiday at a Butlins resort in the early 90s. I remember looking between the elbows of the bigger kids who surrounded the arcade machine that was blasting out Michael Jackson's smooth criminal. It seemed so cool, so now. When it came to my turn, I sucked. A few years later, once we had ourselves a Sega Mega Drive, the game popped up again. This time, it was a 2D side-scrolling game, opposed to the isometric view of the arcade version. The basic story of the game is Michael Jackson has to find kidnapped children whilst beating up bad guys with his dance moves. All you have to do is open doors, windows, car boots, and other things to find the kids, who call out, Michael! Once you find them. The kids also give you health. There are hazards behind some doors and things like cats, dogs, bombs, and other stuff. It sounds easy, but you know what? It isn't. I don't know if it's just me, but I just can't play this game. Level 1 and 2 are fine. But I just can't do it after that. It's stupid things like the cats, the dogs, and the rats. They just get in the way and drain your life so quickly. By the time you get to the level boss battles, I've got nothing left. And without the health, you can't do Michael Jackson's special move, which is the iconic visual of this game. Basically, you hold down the A button, Michael does this crazy Michael Jackson spin, and everybody starts dancing in that signature Michael Jackson way. This takes out most of the bad guys on screen, but for me, the game becomes unplayable. Not even the funky Mega Drive versions of Michael Jackson's back catalogue can push me to play on. So I'm sorry Moonwalker, you can just beat it. What happens when you take an entertaining, successful 80s TV show about an indestructible talking car and turn it into a video game? Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. You get Knight Rider for the PS2 and PC, developed by Davilex Games and released in 2002. I got this for Christmas of that year. I was so excited to be getting behind the wheel of Kit the Night 2000 and solving some crimes committed by criminals who operate above the law. Playing as Michael Knight, the young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless. But this game left me feeling helpless and powerless in a world of game developers who operate above giving a shite. The game gets very boring very quickly. It's nothing more than drive here, scan this, chase that, jump this. The first two missions had me filled with high speed against the clock excitement, but from that point onwards I felt like I was playing the same two missions over and over again. The graphics aren't too bad, the developers nailed the look of Kit, and the environments, although bland, whizz by at a good quality pace. But the characters, when you do see them, look quite underdone and a bit blocky. For example, Devon Miles has no fingers, just a big flesh mitten for a hand. And speaking of characters, and characters speaking, I don't think any of the original cast from the TV series reprise their roles. Bonnie, Devon, Michael and Kit are all voiced by other people, and I think this is a shame, as it would have been great to hear David Hasselhoff yelling at Kit instead of this guy. Get old buddy, you reading me? Loud and clear, Michael. Powered up and ready. Okay, pal, Bonnie wants to run a full systems check before we go out on the next assignment. Come to the semi, cause teacher won't let us go till we get these tests over with. On my way, Michael. I'll let Edward Mulhane off, who played Devon in the show, as he passed away by this point, but it was a missed opportunity. I did complete the game, and it did have a sequel, but years later when I was rebuilding my PS2 collection, I realised what a terrible game it is, and I could do nothing but put the disc, back into its case, and quietly bury it in my collection, never to be played again. I can travel at supersonic speed, destroy hordes of skeleton soldiers, thunder through a comic book universe kicking ass, and save the galaxy from the scourge of the empire. But ask me to complete a rescue mission with an Italian plumber jumping on turtles and travelling through pipes, I go to pieces. I don't know what it is, but I just can't function when it comes to Mario. I can hop onto GTA 5 and do a banking left turn in a fighter jet, whilst controlling the rudder, adjusting the camera and engaging in a dogfight all at once. But ask me to jump over a gap in the floor on Mario and... I just can't get on with it. As a child, and even to this very day, I can never do anything more than a couple of levels, and I just don't know why. And as controversial as this may be, because of this frustration, I hate Mario. I enjoy Mario Kart, but that's a racing game. Everything else is just annoying, confusing, irritating, platforming impossibilities that I wish to delete from gaming history. There are many, many games that I can talk about that I've completely disowned, but you nor I have all the time in the world. So I'll round things off with this. Let me pass. It's me, Hughes. Don't you recognize me? Listen to me. We've got to re-establish long-range communications. You're becoming hysterical. Get back, I'm warning you. Taut, taut. This is I first bought Alien Isolation on release back in 2014 for the 360. I was so pumped. I'm not a survival horror game fan, but it was the aesthetics that drew me in. The developers, Creative Assembly, hit every single nail on the head in terms of sights, sounds and suspense. But for me, the gameplay was like having a xenomorph burst out of your chest. Terrifying and it will definitely ruin your weekend. I spent hours playing this game and nothing happened. I don't know if I was playing the game wrong, didn't have the patience, or just happened to buy the one copy of Alien Isolation with no NPCs in it. I may as well have sat on my own in a dark room for hours flicking a torch on and off and saved my money. I love the immersion of it all, but I never saw a xenomorph or an android. I did get shot a bunch of times by some tramps but that's it. Two days later and I was back at the shops to get my money back. I did buy the game years again later for the PS3, but the same thing happened. I don't know what's wrong, if it's me, or the game, or both, or neither, who knows? Well, I won't bore you anymore with the downside of video games. There are other angry video game nerds out there for that sort of thing. So tonight, take your favourite game, pop it in a console, and fall in love all over again. Happy Valentine's Day, from Save Game.